We're going to be talking about some relationships. Anybody in here curious about what in the world we're going to talk about when it comes to relationships in here? Anybody in here currently in a relationship? Anybody want to say that? Yeah. A lot of you? Okay. Hopefully some leaders got their hands up because um, I know you're married. Um, all right, you can put your hands down. How many of you in here are like, no way, uh, no relationships for me right now? Uh-uh. I'm out of that game. Several of you are saying that. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, the next several weeks, well, I say several, the next couple of weeks, we're going to do it a little bit longer, but snowpocalypse last week kind of messed us up. Um, but we're going to do the next couple of weeks talking about relationships and just talking about this whole crazy thing. What are they? Why are they? Why are they confusing? Why are they frustrating? What's up with this guy? What's up with this girl? We're going to get into all of it. And so we're going to start that off tonight. So we've all heard epic love stories in these tales of these happily ever afters, right? I mean, we grow up hearing them. We grow up hearing about, you know, Cinderella and Snow White and Rapunzel and all these stories where there's this prince who gets this princess or she becomes a princess or whatever. And the guy usually has to go through something to get the girl. And there's some kind of like tragedy or turmoil or something but at the end of the day she he wins her heart and then they wind up getting married and then they wind up having kids and ruling the kingdom and it's this beautiful thing and it's amazing and so we've all heard these stories right i mean have you heard these stories is it just me or have you heard these stories okay has anybody in the house seen tangled before can i just say it's one of my favorite movies right now i love that movie I don't even care that it's a, it's, a, it's a younger kid movie. I love it. And I'm not even kidding when I say this. I have watched that movie alone by myself at my house. And I liked it. And I don't even care if you judge me right now. Okay? Because I love love stories. All right? Now, with that said, there is, at some point, we start to imagine our own happily ever after, right? The story no longer is about somebody else, but we start to put ourselves into those stories. We're like... One day, I'm going to find my prince, and he's going to be so awesome. Man, this is a terrible girl impersonation, isn't it? (laughs) Twirling my hair. I know, it's terrible. How about a guy impression? Like, duh, um, I'm going to like find a girl, and I'm going to not be an idiot in front of her, and it's going to be awesome. Was that better? Was that a better impersonation for a guy? Well, here's the deal. All of us start to think at some point, and maybe you're not quite there yet. Maybe some of you have been thinking about your love story for a while, but you start thinking about some special someone at some point. You're like, man, I can't wait until I'm able to have a relationship with this guy or this girl. Or I can't wait to find, and maybe you don't even know who that guy or girl is. You just know later down the road, you can't wait to get married someday. Or you can't wait to start dating someday. Or you can't wait to get engaged and you can't, you can't, you can start imagining what that whole scenario is going to be like. It's going to be on top of a bridge in London. And there'll be an eagle. And then a rainbow. And then a leprechaun's going to pop out with a pot of gold. I mean, you have this whole story and it's elaborate. And you're pumped up about it and you're excited. Because love is exciting. Relationships are fun. Relationships can be very, very, very good. 
I mean, there's a reason all of us are in the house. Somebody fell in love at some point and now we got people out here. And I'm not gonna go into how all that works. This is not science or health class, okay? But I'm just saying, love, relationships are a part of what we got going on in this world that God created. So, this is a tale as old as time. Anybody know that little, it's a little throwback to anybody know? Beauty and the Beast, that's right. And so I just wanted to sing a little something for you. I'm kidding, I'm not gonna sing that. That would be awful. That would be terrible. No, no, no. I'm no Mrs. Potts, okay? I'm no Mrs. Potts. So this is something that's been around for a while, okay? Guys and girls thinking about one day when they get married or when they're gonna date and all that stuff. And it always happens around fourth, fifth grade. People start thinking this way. Sometimes sixth or seventh grade, we start thinking about this stuff. Or, or for some of us who are really late bloomers, it's like a senior in high school. You start to actually think about a guy or a girl and you're like, oh, they don't have cooties anymore. So all of us are a little different, but at the same time, all of us eventually get to this point, typically. And usually once we get into middle school or high school relationships, maybe don't always look exactly like we picture them in the storybooks because sometimes they're just weird and awkward. And so I found this little clip and I... I I, since we did the game with Taylor Swift, I thought I'd play a clip that involved Taylor Swift in it as well. So this is just a little little glimpse at what relation, modern day relationships kind of can look like sometimes. So check this out. So uh, how did you guys meet? It's really funny actually. Like I was not into him at first. He used to shoot spit wads at me in Spanish class, which is like so junior high. But then one night I was brushing out my hair when I got home and I found this spit wad, but it was really a note. And it said, what's up? And I was like, that is so cute. And then I liked it. Oh my God, baby, are you okay? Walk it off, baby, just walk it off. You're still hot, baby, you're still hot. (laughs) So, we see things like that, and that's, I mean, honestly, I've heard some, some people talk about their relationship in, in middle school and high school, and a lot of times it sounds like that. It's like, so I totally didn't like him until I got a spit ball in my hair, and it said, hey, what's up? And I was like, okay, I like you now. It's like, what? That's crazy, but that's just how it works sometimes in middle school, high school. It's just the way it, it happens. And sometimes those things turn into like this beautiful romance and most of the time they fizzle into nothing. But um, you can see from that clip, and some of you have already experienced this, right? That relationships can be really awkward and confusing, right? Can you agree? Can I get an amen in the house? Relationships, yeah, they can. And it, even for those of us that are a little bit older, this is still true. Relationships can be awkward and and they can be confusing sometimes because they involve somebody else. Like typically we know what's going on in our head and sometimes we don't even know what's going on in our head, but usually we can figure out what we're thinking. But when you put somebody else into the mix, it can get really awkward and confusing really fast. It can get frustrating. It can get irritating. It can get angering. But that's the other, that's the thing that makes it so fun is there's somebody else in the mix. There's mystery. You don't know what's going to happen because they're not you. But this whole confusing, awkward thing is kind of somewhat part of the deal. Now, so we want to help you with this, right? 
We want to help you in this quest to find your love, finding that someone special. Us, us here at Revolution, we want to say, hey, listen, we've gone through it. And it's, we know it's, it's frustrating. It's hard. It's awkward. And so we want to help you. I have plenty of awkward moments. I still have awkward moments. I mean, you've seen some of them on Wednesday nights. I mean, we want to help you guys walk through this so you have the least amount of awkward, confusing moments as possible. They're going to happen, but hopefully we can help you have fewer of those. Is that cool? I mean, you can respond when I say, is that cool? Yes, that's cool? Okay, now, here's the thing. Guys and girls are different. Would you agree with that? Yeah, guys and girls are different. Okay, which can be really annoying. It can be so annoying. Girls, anyone in here had a guy that really annoyed you? Okay, unanimous, lots of hands. Okay, hands down. Guys, have y'all had any ladies in, in your life annoy you before? In your life? Not as many guys. Smart. You see, you're already catching on. That's good. I like that. Now, I wanted to highlight a few of our differences because it's important to know what's going on with the other gender in order to understand this whole relationship process, okay? So I got a few things I want to highlight, a couple things I want to point out. Now, guys are going to be represented by Prince Charming here because it's, it's once upon a time, it's the whole love story thing, so... We are Prince Charming. You guys look way better than this. And hopefully you don't dress like that. So a couple things. Hey, shh, 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 shh. Listen up, listen up. A couple things about guys. So ladies, this is for you to pay attention to specifically. And guys, this is just for you to be like, yeah, this is pretty much basically true about me. Now some of this stuff is a little bit general and it might not apply to every single guy on the planet or anything. But it might help you ladies understand us just a little bit more. Okay? Now... Guys typically like facts, figures, things that are kind of concrete, okay? Um, we're simple-minded, all right? So there's not a lot of complicated things to figure out here, all right? We're, we're more physical, like if, if you've ever seen a guy, um, and I did this, okay? There was a girl I liked in fifth grade. And so, why are you already making noises? You don't even know what I'm going to say, okay? There was a girl I liked in fifth grade, and so... You know, being fifth grade and being a genius and being me, I'm like, I'm going to show this girl I like her. I'm going to throw a rock at her face. (laughs) And so we're at the playground, and I throw stuff at her, and I push her on the slide. Because guys are dumb, and we're physical, and that's like showing love is by just doing dumb stuff like that, okay? I remember tripping girls all the time, and they would hate me, and I'm like, why do they hate me, man? I'm trying to tell them I like them. And I'm tripping them. How does that make sense? But it does for some reason in our heads. So that's what I mean by we're more physical. Typically, guys are the ones who typically get in fights. I know that's not always true. Sometimes there's girl fights too. But guys usually are the ones who are quicker to get in a fight. Guys, as, as brothers, if you guys have brothers, usually brothers fight a lot. We're just more physical. It's just kind of the way we're wired up. Um, and we desire respect. We like people to respect us. And specifically, we like ladies to look at us and respect us. And that kind of applies to a lot of different things. And the thing about that is, is it means, guys, we have to be worthy of being respected, right? If I trip all the girls that I liked in fifth grade, do they respect me? No. They think I'm a jerk, which is right. That is accurate. Um, so we want that, though. We want to be respected. So when somebody disrespects a guy... 
that's usually what leads to a fight with a guy is because they felt disrespected. So these are just some things to help you ladies kind of get a little bit into the mind of a guy. We're very simple. We don't think things a lot. So if you say, hey, what are you thinking? And we say, nothing. It's true. We're not thinking anything. Like there's not a lot going on up here, okay? And it's not saying we're dumb. It's just saying we're simple, all right? It's a good thing and it's a bad thing altogether, okay? Um, So there's a few things about guys. Now, ladies, guys, please listen to some of these things, okay? You need help. The ladies have been telling me you need to listen, okay? So here you go. You, of course, Snow White. Y'all are going to be represented by Snow White from one spot a time. So here you go. Girls typically are more emotional, which, again, that's a double-edged sword. That can be good and bad. It means you actually feel things, which is good. But sometimes you feel things too much, and you cry, and guys don't know what to do with that. Because, again, they are very simple, and, and so they have a hard time with the crying a lot of times. But... Empathetic. What does that mean? A lot of you are like, I don't know what that word means. That means you can feel other people's emotions really well, or typically more than guys can. So you guys can empathize when other people are hurting, or they're sad, or they're happy. Ladies typically can kind of go with that, that flow a little bit better than guys. A girl walks up to a guy, and she's really sad, and the guy's like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, I'm crying. I'm obviously upset. Why? And then you could tell the whole story to the guy, and at the end of the story, tears going down your face, the guy's still going to be like, huh. Yeah, they won't get it. They're still going to be like, oh, why are you crying? And you'd be like, I just told you the whole story. Guys are not good at this, okay? I'm just trying to help you. So, guys, here's the point of the story. Since they, being, meaning ladies, can have more emotions than we can have, or they at least express them a little bit more than we express them sometimes, we need to work on being a little bit more empathetic. Like, try to just go with that a little bit more, guys, okay? Just go with it a little bit, okay? It'll help you out, I promise. Um, And more complex. Now, again, this is good and bad. Like, when you ask a girl, hey, what are you thinking about right now? And she says nothing, she is straight up lying to you, okay? She is thinking something. There is something going on in her head, all right? It could be a feeling, it could be an emotion, it could be just a thought, but something's going on there because girls just don't have empty space up here. The y'all are smarter, that's what I'm trying to say. Now, so, <laughs> listen, I'm not on sides here, but listen. When I say more complex, here's what I mean by that, ladies and guys, both of you. It kind of goes hand in hand with what we talked about just a second ago. Girls can tend to have more emotions and express those more than what we can. And so we tend to view that, meaning guys tend to view that as complex. Like, oh, so many things are happening now. There's so many emotions. There's so many tears. There's so many fists coming at my face. Like, there, guys just feel like that's very complicated. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the way that ladies can tend to be more so than guys. Okay? And again, this isn't everybody's like this, but a lot of times this is the case. And then all ladies in some way, shape, form, or fashion desire to be beautiful. And I'm not saying everybody's a supermodel. I'm not saying that. I'm saying beautiful in some way. And somebody views you as beautiful. 
All ladies want that. They desire that. It is just in you. And just like guys desire respect, it's just in us. We want someone to respect us, people to respect us. And when we're talking about the guy and girl thing, we want a lady to respect us. Ladies want a dude to think she's beautiful. That's just kind of how we're wired up. It's the deal with guys and girls. So there's some things about ladies, guys, that hopefully will help you a little bit. And ladies, hopefully those things about the guys will help you a little bit when we are talking through this relationship stuff. Because it's important to kind of know that there is differences, which you obviously know. But they're way more than physical. They're mental. They're, 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 they're all kind of emotional things going on that are different. And it's part of the design, but we each have strengths and we each have weaknesses, right? All those things I listed there have their strengths and weaknesses, I wasn't favoring anybody. I wasn't saying guys are better than girls or girls are better than guys. I'm saying we're different. And some of us are, are some, some things that guys have is, is a strength and some things that guys have are a weakness. And some things that girls have are a strength and some things that girls have are a weakness. So with that, this is how God designed this whole deal to be. Because it's almost like a puzzle piece, right? It's like where a guy is strong, a girl might be weak. But then where a guy's weak, a girl might be strong. And then you keep looking at all these pieces, and then you put them together, and it makes a strong bond. Because the areas that were weak are now strengthened, and the areas that were strong are strengthening a weak that was, area, uh, that was weak in another area. And so it, they help each other. And we're going to see that's kind of the whole idea behind the differences between guys and girls. So, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. We actually see the very first romantic relationship. It's amazing. So if you've got your Bible, Genesis chapter 2, which I'm assuming most of you don't, and because I love you, I like to put it on the screens for you so you can read with me. So, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 22. Let's check these out, okay? Very first relationship. It goes like this. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs, and then he closed up the space with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Okay? So, let's paint the picture here. God has just made the world. He just made all the animals, the plants, the seas, all that stuff. He's just made Adam. And so he looks at Adam, he's like, dude, something's missing here. It's not good for this one guy to be alone. It's, it's not good for him to just be chilling here with all these animals. Because if you look through all the animals, and by the way, if you ever thought animals have dumb names, who named animals? Guys. So girls, I'm sorry, we messed that one up. When you see an animal named a platypus, it's like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Guys are dumb. Okay. So... Guys name the animals, but you look at all these animals, you're like, okay, should we put Adam with an elephant? That doesn't make any sense at all. Should, it, should Adam date a rhinoceros? No, that doesn't make any sense at all, okay? 
So God looks at all the creation. He's like, okay, this is not right. This is not good. And so he puts the man to sleep and he makes a woman from the man. So he takes literally a rib and he forms this woman out of that rib. Now this is the only part in creation where we see God taking something from another living thing and making it into something. Everything else was formed out of the what? It says it in that verse. Dirt. Adam was made out of dirt. The animals were made out of dirt. All that stuff was made out of dirt. So ultimately, Eve is made out of dirt too, but she's made from Adam, who was made out of dirt. So it's a little bit different, and Eve is technically the last part of God's creation. So you could argue he took the most time on Eve, if you want. I'm not going to argue that. I'm just saying you could if you really wanted to. So there's the first couple, right? Adam's alone. God says that's not cool. We need to make a helper for Adam. So he creates Eve. So God made man and woman to help each other. Because why? It wasn't good for man to be alone, right? Adam, it wasn't good for him to just be chilling down there with all the animals by himself. He needed somebody to help him. To help him do the things that God had called him to. To help him manage the earth. To, to do the things that God put him on the earth for. Adam needed somebody. Because he wasn't going to be able to do this all by himself. So he made Eve. And so at the core of relationships, this is one of the cores. A man and a woman are meant to help each other. It's not meant for one to be dominant and the other one just kind of, whatever you want. It's meant for both of them to help each other in their relationship. And we'll get to what specifically in their relationship in just a second. Now, they complement each other to enable them to do this specific thing, and it's serve God. God put them on the planet to rule the planet, to run the planet, to take care of the, the animals and plants and all that stuff. They were, God had kind of given them the, the reins, right? And so, this is their job. God's called them to do this thing. Adam couldn't do it alone, gave him Eve, and so now they're supposed to do this thing together. So they complement each other, they help each other in order to serve God. It's not they just, he brought them together just because it would be fun. He didn't bring them together just so, you know, they could say, oh, I'm in love. It was, they brought them together so that they could help each other in serving and knowing God. Okay? So that's important to know. that That's the whole reason relationships started in the first place, is that right there. Okay? Now... Let's keep looking at this, okay? Genesis chapter 20, or 2, verses 23 through 25 kind of finish out this first relationship story, okay? And this is what it says. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Now, we're going to kind of go through, especially these last two verses, and talk about what these mean in context of this whole idea of relationships and how in the world does this apply to us now? Because this was the first couple, right? It's like, how in the world does the very first couple have anything to do with the couples that happen now today? Well, it has a lot to do with it. Because it's the whole origin of relationships and why they were created in the first place. So, we see this is the order God set for relationships. 
Now, a lot of orders get kind of put out there like, well, you totally like need to um, be friends first and just hang out in groups for a while and then you can go on dates and then, then maybe you like can uh, be exclusive and be serious and then you eventually get engaged. Like there's all these different orders people will say. Some people say, no, dude, you just like got a date um, and then you got to move in together and then, you know... You know, if you ever feel like it, maybe you get married. I mean, there's all kinds of different things, theories people have and things people say in orders in which a relationship should go for it to be healthy and be good, right? Well, God kind of sets it up in the very beginning of how it's supposed to go and how it's supposed to be. And so this is how he sets it up. Number one is what? You got to find somebody first, right? You can't just jump right into marrying somebody if you don't even know anybody. You know what I'm saying? You'll stand at the altar alone and you'll be waiting forever, okay? You've got to find somebody first. So that's job number one. What do we typically call that? Dating, yes. If you've ever wondered what's the point of dating, it's to find who you're going to marry. So if you're like, whoa, that sounds pretty serious. Exactly. Which is why you don't need to do it in middle school. I said it. I don't even care. You don't like me for saying it, it's okay. I would highly encourage you to not date in middle school because... Are you going to get married in middle school? No, you're not. If you say yes, we need to talk after, okay? You don't need to get married in middle school. That's crazy talk, okay? The whole purpose of dating is to figure out who you're going to marry. Am I saying don't marry, like don't start dating until you're 30? No, I'm not saying that. But I would say at least wait until you're up in high school to even start thinking about that. Now, when exactly, that's totally between you and God and your parents and all that good stuff. But I would say definitely don't be seriously dating anybody in middle school. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You're still figuring out like what in the world's going on with you. They're figuring out what's going on with them. There's just so much change going on in middle school. It doesn't make a ton of sense. But the first step in this whole process, whenever you start to date, is to find someone. Now, I got to address something else that's in this verse that is highly kind of contested and talked about out in the world. And you'll see it on TV. You'll hear legislation stuff about this. Going forward, we're going to be voting on things like this. And I'm not going to get into politics and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the Bible paints a very, very clear picture of what a healthy relationship is. And it is between a man and a woman. It's just what he created. And so if it's a man and a man in a romantic relationship, it's not what God's called us to. If it's a woman and a woman, it's not what God's called us to. And let's, and let's just be real and honest, that's a struggle for some people. Some people genuinely struggle with that. And the Bible calls anything that's apart from what he's called us to a sin. Okay? And this is a sin, but it's, it's a sin just like stealing is a sin and just like lying is a sin. We're not supposed to do it. And so this sin is not necessarily any more important or bigger than these other sins. And we're still supposed to love people who struggle with this stuff. If they struggle with being attracted to somebody of the same sex, we're still called to love them. We're not called to call them names. We're not called to hate on them. God loves them. We love them. And that's how it needs to be. But when we're looking at a healthy relationship, it is between a man and woman. It's just what we see in this verse, but it's also what we see all throughout the Bible. So, find somebody's the first step, right? If you're a guy... Find a girl. If you're a girl, find a guy. Hopefully you find one that you're like, yes, I am digging their chili. It's, this, it's just a little saying I say. It's when you like somebody. 
It's like, man, I'm totally, like, it's just if you like somebody, okay? There's nothing eloquent about it or super cool. It's just like, man, I'm digging your chili. So if you like somebody at school, just say, hey, when you're in high school later on, you know, years from now, hey, I'm digging your chili. Um, so once you find somebody, you've started dating, you eventually, you fall in the L word, love, yes, you drop the L bomb, you fall in love, then you get engaged, and then you what? You get married. So you got to find somebody, you got to get to know them, you got to get married. Hey, 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 chill out, it's all good. So the dating leads to the marrying. And then the marrying leads to the last stage, and I'm just going to brace, brace yourselves. The S word is about to get dropped, okay? It's about to get dropped, okay? Just be, be middle schoolers. You're not elementary schoolers anymore. It's where you become one, and yes, this is sex, okay? This is the physical side of things. I'm not going to go into what it is. I'm not, not going to go into anything specific about it, but... If you have questions about that, I would say ask your parents, ask your health teacher, um, and we'll leave it at that, okay? But listen to me on this, okay? Shh, shh, shh. When, I say th- when, when we say the word sex, okay, we're talking about anything that has the word sex in it is sex, okay? A lot of people like to say, well, it's not real sex. Okay, if it has the word sex in it, it is sex, all right? So that is reserved for after you get married, all right? That is the order of things. Now, if you're talking, I need you to stop and listen, okay? This order is set up for a reason. And when we remember who set it up, who is God, we know God made us. He made man and woman, so he knows both sides of the coin. He knows how we all operate, and he knows what's best for us, okay? So when we're looking at how do we have a real good relationship, a healthy relationship, a relationship that's going to last and be that happily ever after that we all want... This is the order God says to follow. Now, a lot of times we'll get some of this stuff flipped around and mixed up. And a lot of times three becomes one. And when we start doing that and mixing up numbers and mixing around the way God intended things to go, that's when people start getting hurt. That's when people start having broken hearts and getting really bitter at other people. That's when we start seeing things like STDs. That's when we start seeing things like, hey, hey, shh, calm down. Middle school, not elementary, remember. So... That's when we start seeing this kind of stuff. That's when you start seeing, you know, people having babies really young. I mean, that's just part of it. This commitment and this order and this way that God has set this up is set up for a reason. It's eventually meant to set up you for a family. And if you go in this order, then you're being set up to succeed in that. Now, This is kind of how God set it up. We see it in Genesis. We see it all throughout the Bible. This is how relationships play out. The the ones that God is promoting and and kind of pointing to as an example, they all play out like that. So if we twist God's plan, we start to experience consequences. The, The ones I just mentioned a moment ago, and a lot of you maybe have even seen these consequences either firsthand or you've seen your older brother or sister or maybe your parents experience the consequences of not going in the order that God set up, not following God's plan. Because God has plans for a reason and he asks us to do certain things for a reason. And anytime we step outside of that is when we start to just get messed up. 
It's when hurt enters the picture. It's when heartache enters the picture. And it starts to morph and change what God had intended for something really good. Relationships are meant to be really good, fun, exciting. It doesn't mean they're always happy. It doesn't mean they're always, there's never a fight or anything like that. But when we follow his plan and his order, it, it, it takes a lot of the complication out. It makes it a lot more simple and it helps us really enjoy what God intended to be good. So our relationships are meant to help and to highlight our relationship with God and not to distract from it. So if you've ever wondered, hey, am I in a good relationship or am I not? Whether you're in one now or you're going to be one later on when you start dating in high school or whatever. If you see that a relationship that you have with a boy or a girl is distracting from your relationship with God, then it's not what God intended. God intended our relationships to, again, like Adam and Eve, help each other in serving God and in knowing God. And so that's what they're meant to be. So... We're going to get into like tips and things like that on how to date and how to have good relationships and boundaries and all that stuff next week. But just know at the core, this is what a relationship's meant to do. It's meant to help you in your relationship with God, not distract from it. And so some of you in the room right now, you might have heard that just then and been like, oh, I've been dating this person and it's definitely distracting me from God. Or it's definitely like pulling the total opposite direction of God. Or it's totally messing up that order we just talked about. And only you and this other person are going to know the answer to this question. But is this relationship helping you in that relationship that you've got with your creator, the one who loves you like crazy, and who set relationships up in the first place? Or is it distracting you from that relationship? And it's a real question that we all have to ask. And if you can start asking it now in middle school, it's going to help you a ton going forward. Because if you go into relationships not caring at all what God says about them or, or the, the plan that he's got in place for them, or if it's helping you or your relationship with him, it is going, I'm telling you, I'm promising you, it is going to hurt you. It is. And the whole reason that we're here is because we love you and we care about you. But even more than us loving and caring about you, God loves and cares about you. So he wants you to be asking this question. Is this person that you're dating or that you're really liking or you're really digging their chili, you know, are they going to help you know me? Talking about God. And so the question I want to ask you tonight is this. Will you commit to God's plan for your relationships both now and going forward to whenever you start to date? Don't answer out loud. You can keep it to yourself. But will you commit to that? Like, in your heart, in your head, no matter how attractive you find this person, will you commit to this plan of, listen, I'm going to get to know them, I'm going to date them, I'm going to hang out with them, and then we'll see where it leads. If it leads to marriage, great. Then we can follow the whole process and plan that God's got set up. If not, if it distracts from our relationship with God, then it's something I need to evaluate and maybe put a stop to. And some of you might be in that spot now, like right now. Like you might need to put a stop to a relationship. You might have been getting your flirt on pretty serious with somebody. And you know that if you continue down that road, it's going to distract you from God and you need to do something about that. And so this, this whole idea, this whole plan, this process, the whole idea of why relationships are here in the first place, it's something that applies to us now and going forward. Like it applies to all of us as adults. It applies to all of us who are here on the planet. God set relationships up for these reasons. 
So this isn't stuff I'm just telling you because you need to know it right now in middle school. We all need to know this stuff. But if you know it now in middle school and you start to use it going forward, as you start to really like people and be interested in people romantically, it's going to help you a ton because at the end of the day, it's going to help you know God better. And that's the best thing we can do with our life. If you get in a relationship with a guy or girl that helps you know God better, that's the kind of relationship that you're looking for. And it's somebody who's trying to do the same thing, right? It's trying, somebody who's trying to follow God, trying to f- do the things that God's called them to and to, to find somebody that's going to help them do that. When those two kind of people find each other, that's the kind of thing that really strengthens each other and the kind of relationships that wind up lasting a lot of times and turning into those happily ever after moments that we talked about. So, this is the question for the night, right? This is the question to start this series. This is the question to start this whole idea of relationships is one, will you commit the whole area of relationships to God and what he said about them and what he's called us to in them? Because at the end of the day, what God's asked in this area is the best for us. It's gonna be the best for us, for the people that we date, and it's going to help the relationship that matters most, which is our relationship with God. So right where you're at, close your eyes for me, okay? And I need you to have a moment of honesty, okay? This is a moment of honesty just between you and God. Because it's really easy to hear somebody like me stand up on a stage and talk to you about things like this. And to kind of just glaze over some of this stuff. But you know what's going on in your life. You know if you're currently in a relationship, if... It's something that is good and healthy and godly like we just talked about. And then you also know if it's not. And then some of you know that you're not in a relationship, but you're really looking forward to getting into one. And you haven't thought about any of this stuff. You haven't thought about any kind of order or the fact that why relationships are even around in the first place. Relationships are not there to bring us pleasure. That's not their sole purpose. And so we all need to just take a look at this area, this idea of relationships and commit it to God. 